And welcome back to another exciting Who Gives a Hoot episode. But this one feels just a little bit different. I don't know about you guys, but to see the opening day schedule kind of starting to trickle in, I'm getting a little bit excited. But I welcome on my co-host, Luke. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Why not? It's tax day. Did you get your taxes done? Uh, I think I did my taxes back in February. And then our producer, Patrick Tyler, the best full name of the business. Did you get your taxes done? I did get my taxes done. (laughs) Well, if you're listening to this and you didn't get your taxes done, make sure you call and get an extension right away. Am I I right, guys? Uh, Aren't they not doing extensions? I don't know. I I have no idea. I I just, I I say buzzwords, if I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just saying buzzwords. All right. So uh, let's... I mean, let's get right into our teams. I mean, Pat had a great day for AC Milan. Pat, I mean, as a as a little club like AC Milan, I mean, are they actually going to make Europa? Well, to one correct you, we are not a little club. Uh, we have definitely Ooh. diminished in size since since our unfortunate downfall. But you know what? I I am strongly believing that AC Milan has a great chance of making the Europa. Uh, we are tied on points with Napoli right now, and we are we are maybe four points away from Roma in fifth. So there is a lot of potential for us making Europa, and I cannot wait to see how AC Milan breaks my heart again. <laughs> I mean, then we go over to Luke. I mean, Bayern. I mean, do you guys even playing games anymore? Oh no, we beat we beat everybody else. Uh, <laughs> I think since the last recording, because Byron had already won the Bundesliga by the last recording, and since then they won the uh, DFB Pokal, and then what? what what's today? Fifteenth, we're recording on. Uh, yeah. So like month and a week, they'll be winning the Champions League. So nice, nice. I, I did watch yeah, a great I- Chelsea game uh, against West Ham. Yeah, that was, that was great. Favorite Chelsea yeah, game of all time. Still in third place, though. We're still hanging in there in third place right now. They've got uh, Leicester plays tomorrow and United play tomorrow. And if you're listening to this, I'm I'm gonna be. I won't be watching the game if my boss is listening, but I'm definitely going to be getting alerts for the games. I'm just dying. I'm hanging on by like the skin of my teeth right now. I honestly am. I just want to qualify for Champions League for next year. Just st- survive in advance. Then we can get Kai, we get Timo, and uh, we're going to be great. Yeah, because he already in the the lineup. I didn't check. Uh, No, he's not in the lineup, but he is on. He was training with the team the other day. He was so the the team's getting better. I just need them to survive top four. But a team that we all can agree on is Union Omaha. Do you see? Do you like that? Do you like that? Oh, that was. Do you like that? That was a. That's what we call a professional transition, right there. I'll give that an eight out of ten. An 8 out of 10, Pat? A team that we all can agree on? I mean, I think you could have done a little bit better. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't know about that. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, a team that we all can agree on, Union Omaha. They had a scrimmage last week, and they have a scrimmage on Saturday. Luke was there in attendance last Saturday. Luke, how was it? How did they look? What were your initial thoughts? Uh, Definitely a scrimmage um, in that it was an 11 v 10. Oh, geez, yeah. Um, I I think – I don't know if someone's out with a knock or what what exactly was happening, but there there was one player out uh, did get some line and a couple uh, trialists, which look real real good. Uh, 
lineup was mixed from very much what I thought it was going to be. Uh, probably just kind of get guys meshing together, work on work on some cohesion. But geez, we look fantastic. I mean, playing against yourself, you're, you're always going to look good. But you did. Now, did did they look rusty? Would no, be my question. No, they they looked very very on point. Like it just everything that they were throwing out there, obviously they were, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, pulling their punches. Uh, like they were, they, they were very much playing hard, but you weren't getting the tackles you'd see against another team. Uh, really, really excited by Evan Conway, uh, who was on there okay. just tearing it up on the wing, uh, being shut down by a lull. Uh, Ilal Azumanu, who though those guys it, playing against each other, that was a great thing to watch. But seeing them against another team, I'm just I'm just afraid for the other teams in USL one. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this year. I think that I, again, the worry that and everybody's saying it around the league. The only worry that people would have about Union Omaha is their cohesion kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Being a first year team. So I'm glad to see that you think that they're moving and grooving. Like I, that's that's good to hear. I, Why not? I, I think COVID was a blessing in disguise for us. It gave the guys a couple more months to kind of mesh. Uh, I think our Argentinian duo is going to just destroy the opposition. Sebas and Juan, th- those guys are as tight as tight can be right now, and I, I think that hookup uh, going in is just going to be goal, 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 goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm very hopeful. Uh, The the season's coming, and we've got to be ready. And I think you're right. I think it's always been a blessing in disguise because it's given us more time to kind of get together. And, you know, to have all those guys kind of always be together because you and the three of us know that they're always together, uh, I think it helps in the long run. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so we've got a couple. We've got a couple of announcements for the Who Gives a Hoot podcast. We don't just podcast; we also blog. You can find us on WordPress. Uh, but we have some new writers. Luke, would you like to talk about that? Well, we uh, we obviously have our lead writer Liam, uh, who is going to be. You know, as the season starts to pick up, he's gonna. He's promising me. I, I hope he doesn't let me down with that mullet and everything. Uh, Promising whoa, me. Gorgeous, whoa, 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 whoa. That, that gorgeous, gorgeous young man, Liam. I love he Liam. He pours a great beer. I, I will say that. Yeah. He, he's going to be releasing some more content. Uh, we have a uh, ghost. Well, not, she's not really a ghost writer. Uh, using a pen name, Dr. Token Girl, uh, is going to be releasing a uh, podcast or you no know, blog for soccer beginners. You know, that way you can kind of understand if what we're talking about oftentimes doesn't make sense. Of course, we just ramble too. Uh, And then we also are going to be featuring um, from our good friend, Ben. Ben Turner is going to be uh, throwing us some throwing us some good, uh, good writing here and there. Ben has just been such a great supporter of our podcast, and he's been such an integral part behind the scenes. If you don't know who Ben is, he is he is honestly the best. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, he is the absolute best. A ray of sunshine whenever he walks into a room. And honestly, just so great to just have him be a part of the blog. So I can't say enough nice things about Ben. 
Uh, but yeah, after that awkward pregnancy pause. No, sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a way to say I really, really like him, but he also likes Chelsea. I mean, what's so wrong about liking Chelsea? Mm, lots of things. Just lots. I don't know. I feel as though Ben is a really good person, and I'm above crappy. So I feel as though Chelsea like keeps it pretty okay. Uh, but some things that we've got coming up for the podcast. Next podcast, we're hoping to have it be a preview pod. Hopefully, we'll all be together and we'll have Liam as well, but we don't know. But we're going to have our preview pod for the season coming up next. But for today... We're going to have Gary Green on, the owner of uh, Union Omaha. And I'll be honest with you. He gives a really good insight about what the front office has gone through throughout all of coronavirus. And then at the very end, without even like being prompted, he hits us with some breaking news it's some, about the season. It's some great breaking news. But yeah, I know his insight on what the ownership uh, across the league and you know, the challenges like we, we don't even think of uh, as – as fans and as podcasters, uh, like it, it's probably one of our most insightful interviews. Definitely. But it was really funny because at the end he starts breaking some news. And I was like, I, I, I legitimately am sitting down here going, wait, is this real? Yeah. Is this like real life? So make sure you give that a listen. And uh, who's and the dog approves and the dog totally approves of this podcast i guess what one last thing is uh, we do have a uh takeaway at the park coming up on the 27th oh, yeah uh it sounds like you get a cool car decal uh some wine glasses and a whole ton of nachos you miss one week luke and all of a sudden you're off your game i mean this is how i am i miss one week just nachos man I know. No, it's uh, like 32 ounces of nacho cheese. Do you know what you have 32 ounces of nacho cheese? Uh, shower with it. Uh, I, I suppose if you're being weird, I figure you can put it over. <laughs> <nachos>. But <laughs> I don't know. 32 ounces seems like a ton. Yeah, no, that, that's a lot of nacho cheese. That's a liter of nacho cheese. <laughs> See, that makes it sound like way too much. Like I can't handle a liter of nacho cheese. Le- liter of nacho cheese. So it's a lot of cheese. That's a lot of cheese. Okay. I feel like if anyone can handle cheese, you can. I don't know if that's a compliment. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not sure it is either, but I. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you listen to the Gary Green interview. <laughs> Hey guys, before we get to the interview, I want to talk to you guys about Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the premier supplier of custom soccer scarves, beanies, blankets, and other great fan merchandise. They have the lowest pricing to maximize your fundraising needs and to produce at the highest quality in Europe, where soccer was born. They know the product, and they know what it means to put that scarf on for match day. They work tirelessly to make sure that you are outfitted to support your club. Email Global Scarves now to find out more information on the process or to get a free design mock-up for your group or club at kyle at globalscarves.com. And we would like to welcome on union owner Gary Green back on the podcast. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. How are you guys doing? Good. You know, good. We're back. The schedule's back. We've got, we finally got like an opening day. So, I mean, with the opening day coming upon us, I mean, how do you, how do you feel about all this? Oh, that's a, <laughs> I could be on for a lot longer, a lot longer than an hour. <laughs> it's been, it's been a hell of a ride. That's for sure. 
Um, I don't know if you've spoken. I'm not sure if you've had Matt or Jay on the on the show recently. I assume yes, but the information changes week to week. And you know, when we started working on Union Omaha, Omaha soccer four years ago, um, never would have thought and imagined in a million years the twists and turns that would lead me to, you know, probably July 25th in Gillette Stadium and with, the, you know, in an empty stadium. So, um, so yeah, so it's been, it's been a lot of twists and turns and, you know, and it hasn't, it wasn't what I envisioned or any of us envisioned, but um, like everybody else in the world, we've had to roll with this thing and I think we've made the best out of it. Now, Gary, you've been uh, on the task force with the league of how to respond to getting fans in the stadiums uh, through this pandemic. Have there, uh, obviously, as you said, there have been changes day in, day out. Um, you know, Toronto dropping out the minute before the schedule is about to go. Uh, what, what has probably been your single greatest challenge with this, if that can even be narrowed down so far? Yeah, I think you said it right. It can't be narrowed down because everything's been a challenge. And, you know, at first my attitude was when everything was getting canceled, my attitude was, you know what, I want to have the right inaugural year. Let's just scrap the whole thing. My opening night, I want to be Union Omaha's opening night, 9,000 people in the stands, perfect weather in an April or May game. And I want to have an inaugural year like, like I envisioned when – and we envisioned like we drew up this thing. And then, you know, as time went on and you started to see what was happening, um, the USL was really focused on playing. And they were really focused on playing because there's this, this wide open hole in the sports landscape right now of no games being played and no games being played in front of fans. So, um, you know, the USL has been great. Uh, you know, they did furlough some staff, but the staff that's been there has really, really worked hard. And, you know, as a new owner in the league, I could tell you the upside of, of all this happening is that I know every owner in USL League One and a lot of them in Championship League much better now because of what's happened. I know the guys at the USL offices and, and, and women much better. And, you know, crisis brings you closer. And so... Um, you know, in that regard, it's really increased my learning curve as an owner of what the USL is about and what the other teams do and what makes them tick. So, you know, at every crisis, uh, you know, there's a lot of lessons to be learned and a steep learning curve. And I feel a hell of a lot smarter than I did three months or four months ago. That's for sure. Do you think, I mean, the, with the season being on the heels of the new season coming up here, do you think the, that we started the season too early? Do you think we're starting the season too late? Do, I mean, what are your personal opinions about the season starting at the end of this month? So, um, so selfishly, like we, we are one of the, we are one of the, I think there's three or four teams that can have fans. Um, most of the teams can't. If we couldn't have our fans in attendance, I didn't want to have a season. I didn't, didn't want to have a season playing in an empty Warner Park. And some of the teams, unlike what I would have decided, chose to play anyway. And, you know, the vote to play, it wasn't like, oh, I own Omaha. I'm going to choose not to play. You vote as a league. You get in a board of governors call. There's 12 teams. <clears throat> and if the vote is, you know, 7-5, uh, um, seven, seven wins. So it has to – so – 
every everybody voted. Everybody voted yes. Even Toronto voted yes. And then you know we started started to work on it. But you know we feel we feel very lucky that we're able to we're going to be able to have two thousand plus at Warner Park, given where Nebraska is with COVID, and given um, the the laws that are that are uh, present in, in Nebraska. We we are in a we are in a better position fan wise to have our fans be a factor than every single other team in League One. No, we'll, we'll lead the league. We'll lead the league in attendance by a lot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I wish it was a higher bar for that this year, but you know. I know, I know. And then when we when we were going to have our opening night, April twenty fifth, it rained all day, skies opened yeah. up, and it was a perfect day. And I was yeah. sitting here in New York, and I called Dan Houghton from Builder Trends. I'm like, and you know, I won't say what I said. I can't say probably in your podcast what I said to him, but, but I was like, I was like, man, you know what would be happening right now? And he's like, yeah, I know. Sucks. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this past weekend, uh, there was a small, uh, team scrimmage and looking at the talent that Jay and Matt have really been able to bring here, uh, and seeing what the proposed, format was um, as of a few weeks ago obviously it's being revamped uh, due to Toronto uh, dropping out uh, what what would a championship in a year that's been so tough as an owner uh, you know bringing bringing back a, a cup um, as an owner first year going through COVID going through all all of this uh, what would that mean for you <laughs> I haven't so I haven't even thought about that yet. I gotta tell you, we're just, we're, we're just, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to win, but we're just trying to figure out how to freaking play. Okay. So, <laughs> so, you know, like I've had the schedule change so many times, you know, and right now, so I just, I'm getting cost on, I'm tr- completely changing the topic on you here for a second, but you know, I've been told, I've been told we're opening in Gillette stadium next Saturday night. So um, I just booked a plane from Long Island. Like I'm going to be flying in there with a couple of friends, even though, even though um, there's no fans there. So I am not missing our opening game. And honestly, I, I don't look that far ahead now. I, I am I, with COVID. It's you look one day ahead, one week ahead, one month ahead. Sometimes even one I hour love, ahead. Yeah, one hour ahead. But, you know, I mean, like, geez, I, Jay, Jay has so much pressure on him to, really put together this team and have them gel in this weird time. Like the last thing I want to do to that guy, the guy's been amazing. The last thing I want to do to that guy is put pressure on him of winning a championship <laughs> in, in our first year. <laughs> but yeah, if I, if, if we do win a championship, there will be a lot of champagne purchased. Okay. <laughs> it would be awesome, but you know, let's uh, I think it's important, more important than winning a championship is that everybody's healthy that our fans get to enjoy soccer in Nebraska and, you know, and everybody's got a smile on our face and we get through this thing. And, and if we, um, if we win a championship, so be it, but everybody's health and everybody being present is really the thing that we're looking for. I know you're talking about how you're not trying to look long-term, but it's hard not to have COVID affect the long-term plan of union Omaha, especially since the inaugural game was supposed to be this big thing. How do you foresee COVID kind of, helping or hurting the future of Union Omaha? 
That is a great question too that Thank I you. haven't thought about. So, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, again, just trying to look one week, one week at a time, one month at a time. But yeah, I mean, look, we wanted to get our games in. So uh, look, we have all these, you know, we did so great with season ticket holders. We wanted to give them a great show and, you know, for the games and, um, you know, and I just, I want them to see the quality of play in the field. And, you know, I don't know how our show will be when it's 2000, versus 9,000, but we just, all we want is our ticket holders, our season ticket buyers to come back and buy again next year. You know, we want the sponsors to, to step up. And I think that the financial ramifications on any sports organization um, right now are not just a one year problem. I think it's a two, three, four year problem because it kind of falls like, like dominoes and, you know, for having a season this year, um, you know, if we have a season, then everybody who had placed their season to, to bought their season tickets this year would just have moved to next year. So now next year, you know, we get to sell season tickets again next year. So, you know, that's good for us to play to play this year. So as far as the repercussions of this, I mean, I think there's gonna be some sports organizations in this country, and I'm not saying USL and I'm not saying any sport, but just like any company, there's gonna be companies that are not gonna survive. So I don't know of any USL teams that are not going to survive. Um, I don't know of any MILB teams that are not going to survive, but um, you know, it makes the business landscape tougher. And, you know, I just tell the folks that are at, at our organization, I'm like, just wake up, you know, do the best you can that day. And, you know, this is, this is the moment in time, you know, we're being tested. This is the moment in time for our organization where we're being tested and, and every organization is being tested and we're being tested early, but how we, how we react during this, during this pandemic will define the organization for the organization's history. So we're, I think we're doing a, a great job with that. And, you know, we're going to start playing next week and I really hope we get this full season in and we get these eight games in and um, it's exciting. And again, the USL has just, you know, nobody's perfect. They're not perfect, but they've done a, they've done a really good job putting the season together so far. Now, Gary, as we are going to be one of the few uh, few organizations that are in USL that will be able to host fans and host a sizable chunk of fans, uh, I, as you were saying, Gillette Stadium probably will not be allowing fans in, not that you would have been able to get a USL team to draw enough to fill Gillette to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but, right. We, we obviously were looking at packing 9,000 people into Werner Park week in, week out. And maybe some consider that a pipe dream based on what I'm seeing around the community and how many people are, are missing this. Uh, not, not so different. Being in New York, you've seen probably the worst of COVID and we've kind of had a, a limited here. How, how important is the safety uh, of fans and what sort of resources are being made available to to Union Omaha staff to to make sure that the fans, the players, and the staff are all all being as protected as possible while take assuming the risk of watching a live sporting event during a pandemic. Right. No. Absolutely. And we've spent a lot of time making sure that as far as the the social distancing, um, that the seats are spaced the way they should be. Um, you know, I own a janitorial company in New York City, um, and we have the exclusive in New York on a, on a product called BioProtect, 
Um, so BioProtect is is probably the the leading uh, um, cleaner chemical to um, to to be used in in office buildings. We're using it in uh, we clean the N train and the R train for the MTA. Uh, we're, we're using it to to clean there. We're going to be using it to clean where the Mets play in City Field. We've actually cleaned baseballs with it and submitted the baseballs to Major League Baseball to see if they're they're going to use it. We don't know, but um, you'll see a press release next week as far as what BioProtect can do. And it's it's uh, it's really it's it's I'm not going to give it justice because I'm not an expert on it. But you know, our goal <laughs> is, to, is to is to make our fans feel comfortable and. You know, seeing, you know, we want to put this press release and put it out about BioProtect and it kills mold and, and SARS and COVID-19. And it's, it's really great stuff. So um, we're, we're doing that. Um, and, you know, we're, you know, we, I don't think we're allowed to make people wear masks, but we're, we're strongly persuading them to. I know I will be wearing a mask. Um, and, you know, Matt and, and Marty could tell you probably a little bit more about specifically what we're doing. But this this product BioProtect, I'm very excited to uh, to have it out there, and I think it's when people read the press release, it's going to make them feel more comfortable. So, so I have so I have two questions real quick. So that BioProtect is that going to be here in Omaha? Like, are you because you talked a lot about New York? I'm just double checking. Are you talking about bringing that here to Omaha and trying to clean Warner Park with it? Yeah, we're going to clean Warner Park with it exactly. Okay, we're uh, going to be we're going to be the only building in in Omaha. Uh, right now to, to be using BioProtect. Cool. And then the second question, obviously having to do with Warner Park. I'm a big baseball guy, as you know. So I always have to talk baseball with you. I'm dying because there's no my, there's no Storm Chasers games right now. I was craving on July 4th to go down to Warner Park to watch the Storm Chasers. But not having that MLIB season, how does that affect Union Omaha? And how does that kind of affect, I guess, all of USL? Because a lot of teams play in baseball stadiums. Yeah, I mean, look, minor league baseball—it's—it's it's a you know event-based business, sports business. We we get hurt as well, so you know we're we have to defer expenses. You know, there's certain things that um, from the government that the government may take care of special event companies with some with some uh, financing. So you know, we'll see what happens with that, but um, it affects the entire organization. I mean, we've had the furlough. A lot of people, a lot of people that have been with us for years. So um, what happens to the Storm Chasers affects Union Omaha. What happens with Union Omaha affects the Storm Chasers. But, you know, we're not going anywhere and we're going to continue to work hard and make good decisions and, and get through this. Now, uh, I just have been looking a little bit at that BioProtect product and uh, the few things I've been able to pull up really quickly is, Wow. Uh, that that yeah. looks like a fantastic product. I, I'm already feeling a little it, bit better. <laughs> it, it provides. I'll read from. I'll read from the press release. It provides antimicrobial protection for up to 90 days, inhibiting and preventing the growth and the spread of problematic algae, bacteria, fungi, mold, and viruses. The system is based on a water-based microbial called BioProtect. It was independently verified by a third party to eradicate SARS. Cove two from services for more than six weeks. Um, and it's, that is the unique coronavirus that carries COVID-19. So um, this is what we're using on the New York city subway system. Um, this is what we're using. It's city field. Um, this is what we're using, as I said, um, on baseballs, possibly 
So yeah, we'll we'll be in in great shape. There, there's no other no other USL team that has this right now. I I am introducing the product to um some other facilities in Omaha because you know it's not our goal to be the only safe facility. We'd love to see this you know all over Omaha. So um, yeah, you throughout this entire uh, pandemic to date have been very supportive of local institutions um, at. Early on, provide when PPE was very hard to come by, uh, sourcing and providing uh, a large amount of PPE throughout the the entire metro. Uh, how how is that kind of that community aspect to the team? Have, has there been a positive uh, outcome from that of people looking at at stations in Omaha in a very different? or have you been able to build any relationships based off of that? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question because when, when something like that happens, a crisis like that happens, you know, I, I always try to say, okay, instinctively, what can I do? I got to do something. I can't sit around. I got, what, where's the need? And I want to fill the need. So immediately um, connected the dots that you know, I have access to millions of, of dollars of PPE and the hospitals in Omaha we're not. And they're just those lines, whether it was from China or Mexico had shut down. So immediately um, I said, okay, well, we're a community-based organization. Community-based organizations are defined by moments like this. Let's define ourselves and let's start getting PPE to the local hospitals. And, and that's what we did. And, and we, we defined ourselves by, by, you know, sending over 50,000 masks, we defined ourselves by what we did with our with our kit and and the, uh, the local hospitals. Um, so you know we treat that as a as a defining moment. And as far as building goodwill in the community, yeah, it's helped a lot. I mean, it's it's really helped a lot in building goodwill in the community. And and um and I think it will help us with our business plan and our business model. I think it'll help us increase sponsorships. Although sponsorship a are very difficult given where the economy is um, and you know what we're dealing with right now. But I think when you build that kind of goodwill in the community and show them that you're not just, not just doing it when you have players in the field, I, I think it, it feels right and it goes a long way. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what we did in March and April to kind of um, to be there and do that. Obviously this has just been so tough. And I think I've asked you this before, but I, I just want to ask you this again. I mean, what has this, how has this new front office that you guys have completely just started with from Matt all the way down, how have they impressed you uh, throughout dealing with this coronavirus? I mean, everybody's stepping up and doing the job of two and three people. So you know, we've had to, I love the staff that we had before this. Unfortunately, we had some furloughs, had to lay some people off. And now we're running an organization that is going to have 2,200 people in the stands instead of 9,000. And again, you don't have, you don't keep the overhead. You don't have a size team um, for 2,200 fans in the stands that you would for, for 9,000. So there's people that should be working for us right now that we just can't have working with us now. And, um, and so that's, that's been that's been tricky. So yeah, people have stepped up. I mean, you know, y- Yanira has stepped up. Um, you know, once you start naming names, it's terrible. James. Yeah, no. Up. Yeah. You know, Matt, Matt has stepped. I mean, the whole everybody, everybody there has really um, has, has really stepped up. And I and I said, look, we have this big void 
of social media that people just they want want connection they're sitting at home they want connection people feel that social media allows us to connect with the fans with the soccer world let's use that opening and make the most of it and our players have really stepped into that opening and made the most of it uh our team has done a great job doing it coach has done a great job so um yeah so that's you know that that's an opportunity all the all the crap that's happened around this and, and, the, and the, the economy and, and everything with the pandemic, you need to glean out those opportunities and say, okay, what, what is this pandemic giving to me that normal life wouldn't? And how can I maximize the advantage of it? So it's kind of the way you have to wake up every day and have that attitude because if you, if you don't, you get depressed. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, with obviously we're, going to be one of the few teams as said be able to host fans uh 2000 some odd um which is about where we hit season ticket numbers luckily we didn't sell mm -hmm. I, I i hate to say this luckily we didn't sell more this year uh, well but, <laughs> we i think we would have if, if we, no, we, were, we were going strong <laughs> I, I i very much agree yeah. but it, it, no then you'd have yeah. to start putting people away do a rotation uh but <laughs> We, we do have that availability. Uh, was there something behind decision not to host uh, the first game? Because uh, uh, there will be two teams uh, hosting uh, this weekend uh, coming on the 18th. Was there a dis reason why we didn't offer or didn't go ahead with, uh, with hosting a, the first, first weekend game? Yeah, that's yeah, because uh, Werner Park was booked for a special for a special event, so I okay. couldn't do it. So in the in the opening of when you were in those discussions, how did the state of Nebraska? Because Nebraska never locked down. I mean, how how did that kind of affect your decision making on hey, let's go, let's open this league up? Um, yeah, well, for one, we weren't the deciding vote, so I think yeah. the uh, the board of governors vote was like ten to one or. Maybe it was even 11, uh, I mean, uh, 11 to one. So, you know, we, we just saw what was happening in, the, in Nebraska at the time. We saw that um, we could have fans and, and we just decided, Hey, if we could have soccer for our fans and our fans want it, let's do it. Even though it's not how we drew it up. So um, I think people having people in the, having fans there was the key for us. And, 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 you know, and I, I think from a PR perspective, it's never, never good if the league wants to move forward and you're one of the teams that says you don't want to play. I don't think that looks good. Yeah. And, you know, even though the vote's supposed to be confidential, um, it, it leaks. Yeah. And, you know, but the, but the fact that we could have fans made it an easy, an easy decision, you know, and, and I know we got this, uh, we have this kid in, um, in over in Africa, I think it's in Kenya or Nairobi. Yeah. Um, who's been stuck there. Kenya, correct? Correct. Kenya? Yep. Yeah. And I said, I said to Jay, um, I said, wouldn't it be a cool idea? And, and too bad we can't do it. But I said, uh, cool idea. And I love to travel. Wouldn't it be a cool idea when we sign one of these players that we go get to spend some time where they play and, and see, you know, their field and watch them play. And, you know, again, out of, out of like a bad thing, I came up with this idea, like when it's safe to fly, I want to fly to one of these countries and meet one of these kids, you know, in their home turf. And then, you know, maybe do some social, do some press and, and show, you know, show you guys and show the fans that, 
you know, we're, we're serious about soccer and, and, you know, it's such a fun opportunity to go see the, a kid play in Kenya or whether it's Congo or wherever, like, I want to do that. That'd be so, so cool. Just another, another idea, just sitting around doing nothing I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that would be so cool. That'd be so cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got one last one for you. Mm-hmm. All right. I got, I got one, one thing too, I wanted to bring up as far as ideas. Okay. So go ahead. You go first. You go first, then I'll go. You go first, then I'll go. <laughs> uh, early on, there was a between the t- between the players uh, FIFA video game tournament where you promised the winner dinner. I believe it was at Monarch. I it wasn't finished on social media, but did anyone anyone claim that prize? You know, it wasn't. It wouldn't have been at Monarch because I've never been to Monarch. Okay. It would have been at. Um, it would have been at. Um, geez, I've been to Omaha now. I'm <laughs> months now. It would have been at the um, at the steakhouse downtown. Um, mahogany the trains going up. Ma- no, I love mahogany. That's in West Omaha. Um, the one, the one downtown um, that that has the train that goes around the bar downtown. Oh, geez, um, I have no I'm idea. What you're now. About. So yeah, they have one in Des Moines. They have one in Des Moines too. I'm forgetting. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's my favorite restaurant in Omaha. Mahogany is my second favorite. So, so yeah. So I, nobody claimed that. Nope. Nobody claimed that. Uh, All right. We'll have to put some pressure on him. I know Pat won't claim that. Hand up. Hand up. I'll <laughs> claim it. Thank you. I, 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 I'll, I'll lay on my sword. I'll claim a free dinner. That's fine. <laughs> hey, so. I'll take you to dinner anyway. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So what's your yeah. idea? All right, so we're doing this. This is interesting. I'd love to hear what you guys think. So okay. um, there's a company called Thrive Fantasy. Oh. Um, and, and, you know, as you know, gambling is, is legal, you know, over in Des Moines. I mean, I'm not in Des Moines, in, in Iowa, in, in um, Council Bluffs. Know, just over there. In Iowa. Council Bluffs, yes. I'm forgetting everything now. No, it's all right. You haven't been here <laughs> so in Council, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Council Bluffs and... You know, and you know, gambling is is it's a big deal, and and um, you know, Nebraska has been very clear that you know gambling is illegal, but daily fantasy is legal, and so we we looked into this and uh, Thrive Fantasy, and we'll be putting out a press release next week. Um, we're the only team in USL Championship and League One that will allow prop bets on players. Oh, <laughs> so. So remember, this is not, you're not betting okay. against the house. It would be, it would be peer to peer. Okay. So um, there's free games, there's, there's cash games. And, um, and, you know, let's say there's a certain player you like, and, you know, maybe he scores more, more goals than, you know, that, than your friend likes. And I haven't seen it set up yet, but uh, we got very lucky because, you know, it's kind of a small project for, you know, a fantasy company and, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings really dominate the markets. And there's this very creative company called Thrive Fantasy. So definitely get on their site, sign up for an account, and, um, and you'll be able to uh, make prop bets on our July 25th game, next Saturday, July 25th game. Um, and I think that'll be in New England. You'll be able to place prop bets on that game. Even though gambling is illegal in Nebraska, fantasy is not. So that's, that's yeah. fair. Now I, I gotta let Pat react to that one. 
Yeah, Pat's our, the, Pat's our gambler. So As the resident gambler yeah. for who gives a hoot, I can confidently tell you I will be on that site for every <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you um Do you know that, that site? Have you heard of it, Thrive Fantasy? I have heard of it. Um, I, I've heard really good things about it, but it's also kind of new, kind of startup, kind of small. But, I mean, I've heard great things about it and definitely will be more interested to see how it goes with the USL now being a part of it. Well, the USL, I brought it to them, and they were like, "You want to do what? I want to do, I want to do, do prop betting, and I, you know, I want people to be able to enjoy the game from from home and on ESPN, and maybe they'll get more into it if they could pull for their players, or maybe they're not Union Omaha fans, but they can pull for a certain player. And and I've always just thought that the the pull of the sport is is great, but when you can pull on something that you have money on the pull can be a little greater. Oh, it so is. So why not? It is. Yeah, and the USL, they were great. They were like, yeah, do it. Like, And they just approved it a couple weeks ago. And, and you know, I was telling the, the owner of Madison they should do it. I think if it's successful, you'll see other teams doing it. But I, I, love, I love that we're the first. I love being the first. Well, I mean, gambling is the next thing. I mean, you see businesses booming because they're, get, because they're getting into gambling. So – I, I, I definitely see the idea and I see what you're trying to go for. So, hey, you know, if you want to get ready for your Union Omaha, I mean, go to shop.unionomaha.com. Get your gear right now before the season starts. You say July 25th. Are you going to – are you doubling down? July 25th is going to be the first game? Am I doubling down? Yeah. I am saying that July 25th – and Matt will kill me because I'm naming the place and they've changed it on me like four times. <laughs> I think we're opening. I think we're opening in Foxborough, July 25th. I think we're announcing that we're announcing the schedule on Friday, but it's been changed so many times. So mm-hmm. I'm not, not punching my ticket yet, but okay. I think, I think that's where we'll be. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to jump on that because that's my excuse to go visit family and watch soccer at the same time. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Gary, they- they're not. They're not uh, allowing fans, but we'll, we'll get you. Uh, we'll, well, Gary, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we always appreciate you having on, and uh, we'll we'll see you in person soon. All right, hopefully soon. Yeah, I'll see you August first. I'll be I'll be out there. All right, perfect, perfect. Thank you, Gary. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Gary. thanks.